up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone 2022? Will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with a diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. A loaded show, our last show of the week, as we dive headfirst into Thanksgiving. One of my favorite holidays. A lot to get to today. We'll do some NFL game picks for uh, Thursday. Look at some of the good games for Sunday, as well as some college football picks and random news and notes from other sports too but big country welcome into the show we had a football game last night it was not good it was as predicted the Giants are very bad the Buccaneers were I don't know if I'm going to say very good but they beat a bad football team yeah I mean at one point it was 10 to 10 and I was like okay hey maybe just get Saquon Barkley going nope just <laughs> or how about not give him just, the football at all let's just try to pass the football on this great defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but while we do that let's have all our receivers run together at the same spot in the middle of the field. And if you've seen our Dan, Dan Orlowski's Twitter this morning, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it has got to be the most frustrating thing in the world to be a Giants fan right now. I've seen the pictures of it. I don't remember it happening last night. like, um, But I haven't listened to the audio behind it. Oh, I mean, he's just disgusted with the Giants. And apparently the Manning brothers, you know, both of them, well-renowned quarterbacks in the NFL, great careers, won Are Super they? Bowls. Is that yep. why they're on that show? I think so. Okay. Um, and they had asked multiple times last night, what are the Giants doing? Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't it think the Giants bad. know. It's ridiculous. And again, I mean, you talk about Saquon Barkley. Played last night. Had six carries. I understand that at like some points in the second half, like you're down, whatever. But in the first half, you're giving my dude six carries. Like you think he's a good running back uh, and you want to get him the ball? I would maybe do it more than six times. Yeah. And he caught six passes last night. As well, but like you have a, a player that I do think is good when he's on the field, and you're just not getting him involved. So yeah. I don't understand it either. Joe Judge has to go. I, everyone has to go. You have to blow this entire thing up. Mm -hmm. I did my little AMA yesterday on Instagram. Thank you, sir, by the way. Someone slides in and goes, hey, what do the Giants got to do to rebuild this or to be relevant again? You just got to get rid of everybody. Yeah. And a, a quarterback that kind of tried to force his way out last year and something that we've talked about before on the show, go get Russell Wilson. Yeah, if, like that'll get everybody excited, and you have enough decent weapons on that team that if he, he could would, make though. it work. <laughs> uh, there's no chance in hell I'd look at that organization or that team right now and say, "Yeah, I'll go play there." If they got a new coach, I would. I still wouldn't. Uh, that offensive line is terrible, and if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm not signing myself up for that again. Yeah. I'm wanting to go to a good team, and maybe market is really important to him. Uh, we'll see, but. I wouldn't, and I do. I think they have to blow it up, and that means I, I would really blow it up, everyone. They, yeah. There's not a player on that offense that I would keep. I Everybody would be on the trade block. I'd be seeing what I could get for every single one of them. Daniel Jones, gone. Head coach, gone. Offensive coordinator, gone. Yeah. All of them. GM, gone. Like I'm starting from scratch. You might be the worst team in, in football next year. I don't care. Yeah. You have to do something if you're the New York Giants. And, like, I mean, you have to give that fan base something to be excited or to look forward to. And right now you don't. It's 
is Saquon Barkley going to play? Is that what we're looking forward to? Is he on the injury report? Is he off the injury report? Is he playing for my fantasy team? Is he not? Is he playing for my favorite team, the Giants? Well, even if he is, he's not because you don't give him the ball. Yeah, Kadarius Tony is the only guy that I'd be like, okay, we're not going to get rid of him. Even that's with one, him, though. that's uh, one out of eleven, and that I mean it, more than eleven. Any offensive player on that team, even none like of it, them yeah, deserve to say. Stay. What about a Darius? What about a Slayton? Like the receiver? No, but. don't care. Like I, I could trade him. Like some of the guys, yeah, you'll keep, and you'll just be like, yeah, we'd rather keep him instead you of getting. You might rid of be him. forced to keep Kenny Galladay just because you just signed because a terrible contract. Yep, and he is not good either. Well, even with Kenny Galladay. Maybe he is still decent. I think those receivers are. He's just not are, healthy. He can't stay healthy. N- never. And Daniel Jones is not good enough to get him the football. So, again, I would blow it all up. I'd trade Saquon. And, like, even I selfishly want to see Saquon with a better offensive line and see if maybe he can stay healthy. But it's not working there in New York. And you're paying him a lot of money at a position that you don't need to pay a lot of money at. Bad football teams should not be paying running backs. That's my stance on running backs. A lot of people say don't take them in the first round. I can get on board with that. You don't pay running backs if you're a bad team. If you have a team that's pretty good and you want to bring in a running back, pay him a little bit, fine. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I don't think anybody was complaining with like Alvin Kamara and his contract last year. Like That's fine. Yeah. yeah. He's so important to that team. But even guys like Christian McCaffrey. If the Panthers are good, you can have a good running back. That's fine. But if you're a bad team, it doesn't make a difference. They just can't. It's that position is so outdated in the NFL anymore. Even the guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield, they probably shouldn't be paid. But I mean, the Giants. It was it was very bad. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think, especially. Oh, I mean, it just and it, granted he didn't have much help. But like, dude, you got to get the ball out of your hand. Like you mm-hmm. can't be sitting there waiting for something to to ha- happen and develop. You're not quick enough to get in and out of the pocket. Once you're in the open field, yeah, you got some decent speed to you. When there's openings that like anybody could run through, that's when we can see your speed. But you don't have that short burst quickness to his, get in and out and then around. His best quality as a quarterback is the quality you don't need as a quarterback. Is speed and athletic, but like sneaky speed and athletic ability. He yeah. is athletic, but it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's it's not like he's scrambling to extend plays or anything yeah. like that. Uh, it's very bad there. Another team that needs quarterback help um, is the Denver Broncos. Yes, but I like the moves that they're making uh, yesterday and over the weekend. Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton both got extensions to stay with the Broncos. That's a really good roster who I think they're a quarterback away. 100%. And when you look at those guys like an Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson type, I'm looking at the Denver Broncos. I don't care about market size. I think it's probably good enough. That's where I would want to go. They would be probably the top of my list for any quarterback. I uh, Other teams, like I'd take them over Washington. I'd take them over Philadelphia. I know there's been murmurs about them. What about the Steelers? The Steelers, uh, the Steelers would be up there. But even with Denver and what they're doing, I like those targets. Yeah, I, mean, they got I young, like that offensive line. There's young studs. And Javante Williams, you know, the rookie running back at North Carolina that we've talked about several times here. It's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to be the running back moving forward. Four good receivers, two good running backs, a couple good tight ends. Mm-hmm. I think a good offensive line when they get uh, back healthy. I mean, they've spent the last two or three years rebuilding it. And so then you just there. throw all your other assets at the defense and hope that you can kind of fix that. Yeah. And if you can, I think you're fine. And I, I do think that they would be in better shape than 
even the Steelers. If you are Denver, do you want Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Or do you want to trade for Deshaun Watson? I would start with Watson, assuming he can play football. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would only want Watson if he's innocent of it, not if he's like, oh, I settled out of court. I paid yeah. all these people, so let's uh, just hush hush. <laughs> uh, but if I had to choose between Wilson and Rodgers, I'd probably take Russell Wilson because he's a little bit younger. And you can probably have him for a couple more years. I don't know how much longer Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Yeah. And with Russell Wilson, I do think he loves football, and he's going to be around for a while. Aaron Rodgers, I could see him playing for two more years and then saying, nah, I'm good. That's why I wonder if Pittsburgh maybe is a better spot for him. For? Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, I don't really I mean, have an any, AFC like, team. I don't have anything to really justify against it, but – Maybe not. The, I think the perception of the Steelers is that they're closer to a championship than the Broncos. I don't know if that's actually true. I was going to say, do you think that's a fair statement, though? Because, I mean, it is. I mean, Big Ben, I mean, hasn't been god awful. He hasn't been great at all. But he's not been, like, completely hot garbage either. Their offensive line is also bad, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, you do have a lot of good receivers. You're probably going to lose Juju this year, though. Yeah. I doubt they pay him. But you have Najee Harris, who's very good. You got Pat Frymuth at tight end, who's very yep. good. So they've got some skill possession guys that are very good too. Deontay uh, Johnson, your guy, has been splashing this year, mm-hmm. so that's good. Uh, they do have a good defense, a better defense than I think the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But the difference is that offensive line. But maybe if you're the Steelers and you know you say, "All right, I'll go there," just fix your offensive line. <laughs> okay, <laughs> deal. <laughs> yeah, you can. I think you can pay and fix an offensive line. Or, you know, you can do it better than maybe just saying, hey, our defense is kind of trash. Let's fix that whole thing. Yeah. So I I would put them right up there. I do like the Steelers quite a bit. They have two of my favorite players. So that would be a difference for me. But I, I don't know. Um, a lot of quarterback movement going to happen next year. We were talking about it yesterday. I think Baker Mayfield's done with the Browns. He would. He's another guy that will be available. And I think that he could be a guy that gets an opportunity somewhere else. As a starter, not as a backup, like, hey, let's see what happens. <laughs> Watch yeah. him go to Denver. Like, that's going to be who Denver gets is Baker Mayfield. It could – I mean, it could be. I don't remember how Elway felt about Baker Mayfield when he came out in the draft, but it definitely could be. But, I mean, I mean is that, Elway still making those decisions then? Because no. he got yeah. promoted out of being a yeah. GM, so. Yeah. Uh, I think that he's still – talking about it another team that's going to need maybe a quarterback maybe has a quarterback is the new orleans saints who yeah, <laughs> duh. Uh, yesterday made a interesting move uh, they signed here's the deal with Taysom hill he signed that four-year 140 million dollar deal last offseason mm-hmm. and people are like oh my gosh but three of those years were voided almost automatically so it was just like a one-year extension and if I have any of this wrong, I apologize. The salary cap, that whole situation is fucked up. I, mean, this is I don't confusing. understand. I have not been able to get it at all. And I saw you tweeting at the spot right guy. I was like, how do you even know this information? Yeah, what class did you take? <laughs> yeah. Or where did you work at before? That's like, no, I get it. Like, here's the details of it. Yeah. And God bless that man because he does a fantastic job. But yesterday, Taysom Hill signed a four-year, $40 million contract. So that's about $10 million a year. 40 divided by 4 equals 10. Yes. Look at you go. Uh, which is about what he's making right now. And they did this to avoid some dead cap stuff. And also, I think they just want to, they want him on the team. They yeah. like him in whatever role. But if he ends up playing significant snaps at quarterback, 
that salary, that contract is going to go up to $95 million. So if he wins the starting job, <laughs> so he's not going to. I mean, here's the thing. When they have him in on those like run pass option type of plays, you're like, hey, we're going to throw it to you in the backfield on like a screen. Homeboy's turning every single one of those opportunities into passes. <laughs> oh, whoops. Did I throw it yeah. away? <laughs> I, you say passing option? Yeah. I saw Florio tweeting about it, and so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but he was the one that I got the 225 passes from. And it's not snaps. I think that's very important yeah. to look at, too, assuming that's what is really going on. 225 passes, then he gets paid quarterback money. I don't know if that's per year. Like, hey, this year if you throw 225 passes, then it gets bumped up to your quarterback salary. If it's this season? Or next season. Okay. So um, this season's going to be tough. But it is season by season, or is it over four years? Is what I need to maybe read into <laughs> yeah. a little bit more. I don't think that it matters, though. Um, I don't know that the Saints are, like, screwing him over, but I think that they are kind of stringing him along, like, yeah, we'll give you the opportunity. Bro, they're playing Trevor Simeon over you. Hey, You're not going to be the quarterback there. I'll be honest. If I'm Taysom Hill, I don't care. Yeah, you and he might be that along way. all you want. Make me think I'm going to play quarterback, and I don't. That's fine. When I walk into the locker room on Tuesday knowing that that direct deposit's hit, thank you – Sir, yeah, I don't know if he's getting forty million from any other team. No, like at all. And like, you want me on special teams? You got it. You want Does me to go play, play defense? A lot of special teams? Boom. I haven't. I don't know at this point. I haven't really been paying attention. It have used him to be such like, like a thing. A, you know, we talk about like, oh my god, look at him. He's on punt coverage. Yeah. Now I feel like he's probably just out there, and I don't know. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> he might be, but I don't. He's also turned into the guy where he's not. Anytime he's on the field, we're gonna know. Because the cameras yeah. are going to pan to him. They're and always I will looking say, for him. Uh, he catches a lot of shit. I like him. I do, too. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Yeah. I don't think he's a quality starting quarterback. I feel like we can all agree on that. But outside yeah. of it, dude, that's a heck of a dream to be in the NFL and play whatever position you've been playing. Right. And so I do. I, I like that he's able to come in and just say, yeah, I'll do this. You want me to play this position? I'll do it. And so many people get, like, upset. They're like, oh, he's not a quarterback. Who gives a fuck if he's a quarterback <laughs> or not? And he's, he's probably not even on your team. Yeah. It's like you're mad that you're paying a, a tight end slash a wildcat running back slash special teamer $10 million a year. You've probably got some sh- – you know what? In fact, you do have a receiver that you're paying a lot more than that. He's not even playing. So – I wouldn't be too upset about the ten mil that you're paying up. If you're the Saints, do it all move, guy. Do you move on from Michael Thomas? I don't think they're going to have the chance. I think he's gone. I think he wants out. I think they want him out. I do think that he he's gone after this season. I mean, there, there was talk of him leaving last offseason. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. crazy how these storylines just come and go throughout the year, though. Yeah, Where especially it's like, that one. Oh, this is false. Da da da. Just made up. Can't believe that would happen. In all reality, him and his agent, his agent's probably sitting like, dude, you told me to say this. Yeah, you put out the press release. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? You reviewed um, it. Uh, another thing going on in football that I think some people are excited about, I am not. So I don't want to be the thief of joy. I don't want to kill anyone's excitement. But I'm not even going to pretend that I'm excited about the USFL. That is just dumb. Like It's not going to work. How many times do we need to watch this thing fail? Before we like everybody joins me and we're like, this is stupid. Well, especially with the XFL coming back. Like, that's where everyone's excitement is and was because that was one of those deals where it started and was going well. Here comes coronavirus, shuts it down. 
Then The Rock buys it. And I thought it was coming in the spring. So now we're going to have the XFL and the USFL. I'll tell you what we're not going to have. Either one of them. Because they're not going to last. So be excited about it. This is what always happens. I've been around long enough over the last two years to see this stuff. These new leagues pop up. Everybody gets really excited for week one. A lot of people watch week one. They put out the ratings. and like, holy shit, this is going to work. It's going to be successful. And then week two comes around. And it absolutely tanks. And no one watches it. So people put out all these tweets. And they're like, I'm a fan of this team. Go Generals or whoever it is that they... I didn't even look at the names yesterday. I yeah. think I saw that one. There's uh, Tampa Bay Bandits. Right. So in week two, no one's watching. No one's really going to these games. By week three, it's irrelevant. And you've forgotten it's on TV. Yeah. By week four, they're probably collapsing the league. That's just what happens. And I'm sorry. I'm not going to pretend to be excited about the USFL. When the NFL expands and adds more teams, I'll be excited. But these other pop-up leagues, they're not going to work. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out when the XFL – I don't know. It might be 2023. So, yeah, kicking off 2023 right there on their page. I just – the US. I didn't hear anything prior to it. Like, there was no buildup. No, you just drop everything all at once. Yep. If they really wanted to do it right, they would just combine leagues. I mean, you sure as shit don't need two of them. No, and you're going to call it a new era of professional football begins this April. What's a new era of football? We yeah. already have it. Mm-hmm. And we already have college football. Like, we're talking about St. Louis getting another team, not a whole other league. Yep. It, like These leagues, it's never going to be like the feeder to the NFL. Maybe in like a decade. Maybe. But I what the college football what college football does is already so great. And we watch those teams. We get excited about their players. And I think the NFL likes it because guess what? The NFL's not paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care what happens down there. Every three years they just get to draft these guys. So I'm not excited about it. But what I am excited about is Thursday, Thanksgiving and football. Uh the Bears and the Lions, the first game of the day. Uh, I always forget how early this game starts, but it's great because my family does uh, Thanksgiving right at 11, mm-hmm. and this game starts right at 11.30 Central Time, so perfect time to be like, okay, I've had my first plate, I've di- I'm swimming in a pool of gravy, and then I get to watch Bears-Lions, but there's also reports this morning, so something to kind of monitor, uh, it's like 10.30 here. It sounds like this is going to be Nagy's last game as the Chicago Bears coach. Not like rumors, but like reports coming out that he will be fired after this game. Mm-hmm. I do understand uh, what the Bears are probably doing here if this does become true. It, you can't fire a coach on a short week like this. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're already limited on how to prepare. So, yeah, you probably keep him in for this game. And then, yeah, you probably let him go. I wouldn't be surprised at all. So, uh, I guess maybe if you're Matt Nagy, it kind of sucks because you could be enjoying Thanksgiving with your family. Um, instead, you'll be coaching in your last game um, <laughs> against the Lions. Uh, as far as like who's going to win that game, I don't know. I don't care. I will probably be in a coma uh, yeah. watching this game. Will not be really paying attention. I don't know if Justin Fields is even going to play in this one. He's so I will not. tell you, if it's Tim Boyle versus Andy Dalton, I'm probably just going to keep my ass at the Thanksgiving table. I might just be <laughs> sleeping in, dog. <laughs> yeah. Old Wild Turkey Wednesday might get me this year. Where mm. I don't even got to pay attention to this game. No, it's... It's like it's just... Who freaking cares at this point with this game? 
And Bears I'm sorry. are a three and a half point favorite. The only reason we care is for me is because the tradition of watching the Lions play on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but they've always stunk. Always, you can just do like, it right there. Yeah, always. It just, it just the thing is like it's like oh the Lions are on. It's like why don't we pick another team that we would enjoy watching? Because it, it sure as hell is not the Lions. I don't know how they ended up with uh, they always play on Thanksgiving. But I've never enjoyed it. I've never, ever, ever you enjoyed watching. You didn't get watching. to see the Barry Sanders days, though. No. That does, was I mean, exciting. Does that make Thanksgiving fun, then? Watching Barry Sanders? Yeah. Makes anything fun. Well, there we go. That <laughs> would have been awesome. Instead, no, i got to deal with the you scoring. you watched Barry Sanders run before, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to concern me. <laughs> I've definitely seen it. It's just, I don't know. It's not. I don't feel like it's really quality football to watch. With the lines, and it never has been. No. This game's going to be another example of it not being that, so I'm probably not going to watch this game at yeah. all. Uh, the next game, I I was really excited about it a couple weeks ago. Now we'll see. The, the Raiders and the Cowboys in Dallas. I, I think the Cowboys are going to win that one pretty easily. Uh, it does kind of suck to see what's happening with the Raiders and how they're playing of late. It's not good. And three straight losses, the Cowboys coming off a loss to Kansas City. I think this one's probably going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys favored by eight points. They probably cover. Uh, just, I mean, it's been it's been real bad for the Raiders, and I don't think it's getting better. And even the fans are doing that thing where they um, they want Marcus Mariota to start again. Jesus. We'll see what happens with that one. I think that's a storyline to watch because Gruden's not there anymore, mm-hmm. and Carr I think was Gruden's guy. We'll see what happens. If maybe this coaching staff says, man, we've lost three straight. We need to mix things up. If they do bring in Mariota to play more, I, I don't think that he's going to take that starting job anytime soon, but I think you might see some you know, Mariota packages where he's in there and he's playing a little bit. Or if this game gets out of hand, maybe you get to see Marcus Mariota. However, do people not remember the last time Mariota like, played? Like, there's a reason why he's the backup with the Raiders and not a starter somewhere else. They just want something else to be excited about, and it's just not going to happen right now with the Raiders. Like Everyone's figured out how to slow you down and stop you. You're, you've been through a ton this year. It stinks. Dallas is coming off a loss where that offense didn't score. They didn't have a single touchdown. They're pissed. Yeah, so they're going to come back out up, here. Though, so I do want to see what happens you know, with guys like C.D. Lamb. Guess, yeah, that is a good point. Uh, Amari Cooper on a short week. <laughs> Uh, you might not get to see those stars that you wanted to for the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, and even Zeke, you know, had that, what, ankle injury? I wonder how yeah. much he plays. I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, you still have Tony Pollard, so, like, you're probably pretty confident with that. But uh, that's just another game. I, I do feel like these Thanksgiving games, like, they're on and people are watching them, but it's like you're not watching it. Yeah. You're it's not- on the t- It's background noise. 100%. I don't know. Maybe my family's different. Nobody's like, and we're even like, obviously, I like football. Yeah. Uh, nobody's like intently watching the game like I would on a regular Sunday. Yeah. So like I'm having conversations with family members. I'm swimming in the pool of gravy again, which I count as a side. That's whatever. Uh, so I don't know. It's just going to be on. And then the last game of the day, the Bills and Saints, which actually like might be a good one. Um, I have a tendency to absolutely forget about this game. It, the two and, games, I'm like, oh, I'm bought in. Then the trip to fan hits, and I'm like, I don't know where I am anymore. Yeah. Because and I it's forget like, about this. At this point, you're probably on the way home. Mm-hmm. You're tired. And when you do get home, it's, let me just lay on the couch. Or you're on your second or third Thanksgiving of the day. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, I 
I don't really care anymore. Yep. I just watch the shitty ass lions and bears. Uh, I'm good on football. Yeah, like that's exactly what it's going to be. But I do think Buffalo wins this game. They're favored by four and a half, as they should be. I mean, it's in it's in New Orleans, so that's cool. But at the same time, I think they're going to honor is... Drew Brees. Does that change your mind? I don't know. No, <laughs> not at all. Mind I'm either. sorry. I just <laughs> I'm not even excited about these games whatsoever, and I'm sorry. I'm just. Just In my mind, yippee. the Saints are still a good football team. I know I said that a couple of weeks ago, where they're like, oh, man, they're a top NFC team. But they're not this year. They're like right there in the middle of the road. They're 5-5. Five and five. They've dropped three straight. Two bad teams. Like, the Falcons, the Titans are good, and then the Eagles. Yeah. And you got your ass kicked by the Eagles. You scored a late touchdown. Let's not forget that one. <laughs> so, uh, they have not been playing well all. Trevor Simeon in at quarterback. Maybe we see more of that Taysom Hill now that he's a – Sign that big time contract. I think Buffalo is going to win, but they also have been playing like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, three out of the last, yeah, Six, last five. three weeks. I'll like they beat the Jets, but that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So I'm not even counting that as a good week. You've been shit for the last three weeks. You need to get it fixed. And you know, Josh Allen was a guy that we were talking about as an MVP candidate, or not even a candidate as like a leader, and he has not been playing well. Um, we talked about Jonathan Taylor yesterday. He ran all over the Bills. Mm-hmm. I do think that he is a MVP candidate. If I had to vote right now, he'd probably get it. Because, like, nobody else is standing out. No, like, at all. And, like, that's the thing here with Buffalo is you started off so strong and you had everyone ready to go. Like, you completely destroyed Kansas City in Arrowhead. It was great. But it really feels like since then you've just fallen off. Because yeah. you had the close game against Tennessee that you lost. That was tough. You beat Miami. Then you lose to Jacksonville, like you said. You beat the Jets like you're supposed to. And then you kind of got smacked. You, I, you did You did get smacked oh, yeah. by the Colts. By Jonathan Taylor. And it's I just, don't even know if we can say the Colts. Yeah. By Jonathan Taylor. That's true. <laughs> He's. I do love him, though. And I don't know if you follow that account that's like random athletes. Mm-mm. But they, uh, they're the ones who yesterday tweeted out the picture of Jonathan Taylor running track. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At Wisconsin. Yeah, so many people have to look back at their analysis of Jonathan Taylor as a running back coming out and be like, yeah, he's actually good. It's like Derrick Henry all over again. Yeah, it's because they got too many carries in college. Yeah, or, oh, he doesn't catch the ball this well. And I do remember a lot of people saying, like, oh, he doesn't have breakaway speed. He, obviously, the tweet yesterday, was a very good track athlete. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people – scouted the helmet on him and was like, oh, Wisconsin running back, he's big, he's not going to be fast. Huh. Yeah, he is. He's really fucking fast. <laughs> um, and one of my favorite running backs. But I hate watching him play for the Colts because the Chiefs could have had him at 32. Yeah. Yep. If only he could have caught the ball better. <laughs> um, God, he'd be so good. I mean, the transition from not having Hunt anymore to Jonathan Taylor would have been beautiful. To have a, a solid running game to go with their passing attack. Like, I get it with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He caught the ball very well out of the backfield at LSU. Mm-hmm. But if it's like first down, second down, and you don't know if they're going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor or have Patrick Mahomes pass the ball, you're fucked. <laughs> like, there's just no beating that. Yeah. And Clyde has played well, so it's not like, oh, it was a terrible pick. But by God, I love watching Jonathan Taylor play. It would have been a thing of beauty. And it's a thing of beauty for Indianapolis, so props to you guys. Yeah, it's working very well uh, for them, too. A couple big games that I wanted to talk about for Sunday that are coming up. I don't know who's good in the NFL. 
I, I watch these games. I still don't know. But the Rams and Packers play on Sunday, 3.30, on Fox. I am very excited about that game. Mm-hmm. Like the Thanksgiving games, they're on because it's Thanksgiving. This game, you have to watch. And like if Aaron Rodgers is playing and playing well, I know that he kind of got beat up a little bit, I guess. Yeah. I actually, I think it's just the like, oh, we played bad. I, I'm hurt. <laughs> I, I don't you think know. that's what it was. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> but I also know that I don't like Aaron Rodgers, so maybe yeah, it's my bias. <laughs> I just, but I can call myself out on being biased. Yeah. Like, I know that there are players I don't like, so I'm just like, shut up. Like, you're not hurt. Just go play. <laughs> you're fine. Get over And I hate the way that he talks in the media. It's like he's trying to Belichick it. Like, oh, I'm so boring, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, I got hurt so my ankle. Shut the fuck up and go play. I don't know. I don't like it. For me, I feel like he personally has to do that because everything he says is criticized or just taken at like a deeper context than what he even meant. So it's like, okay, well, now I have to try and outsmart you. If that's not working, then you're just going to get straightforward answers with nothing involved with it at all. He's also that I think I'm smarter than everyone in the room. So even when he like speaks to the media, to me, again, biased. It comes off as like, you guys probably won't even understand this if I say it how I want to. So let me dumb it down for all of you yeah. so that you can speak to me. At, so I don't. Yeah, that's Very good football player. I don't care for him. I don't know him. Could be a good guy. Don't know. And, and like the Vax stuff, not even taking that into account. I've never liked Aaron Rodgers. So with this game, who are you taking to win? Not Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking the Rams. I need a recovery. You beat me in fantasy football this week uh, because I had Stafford and Cup both on a bye. Yep. I need them to have a bounce back. Uh, so I, I do think the Rams are better. Too. I do too. And I'm taking the Rams as well because, like you mentioned, in the bounce back, they definitely need it after two losses to Tennessee and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Green Bay. It is going to be close cold, though. 38 degrees in Green Bay. So I, I do think that is going to make a big difference. Stafford should be used to playing – Obviously, in that offense. And this is the NFL. Like, I don't think weather plays that big of a role. You're getting guys from all over the country. It's not like you, the Rams can only get guys from L.A. You're getting guys from Wisconsin to play on that roster. So, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. But it is something to watch for. That it, and The home field advantage that the Packers are probably going to have is real. Yeah. Another game that I am excited to watch on Sunday is this Titans-Patriots game. Uh it sucks to say, but I think the Patriots might be one of the best teams in the AFC again, or they're at least in contention yeah. of it. And the Titans uh, were a team a week ago, two weeks ago, that I thought was still very good. And then they come out and they get beat by the Houston Texans. So that's changed my mind a little bit. And the Patriots are just rolling right now. They've won like five straight games. Yeah. And Mac Jones looks like he is becoming a very good quarterback. Not even just like, oh, I'm a good rookie quarterback. It looks like he's a good quarterback. In New England. So they are scary. They get this game at home, and they are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. If you would have told me that two weeks ago, I would have told you you're high. Yeah, no joke. Now, I kind of get it. <laughs> that's tough because, I mean, we have seen Tennessee. Yeah, you lose Derek Henry, that's tough. But you also lost to Leo Jones. And so the only person you are truly relying on right now is A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. And that and is he's very, been beat up, too, a yeah. lot this year. Uh, and then Ryan Tannehill, I like Tannehill. He was bad. Yeah. I mean, he, four interceptions against the Texans. Yep. In the That's rain. That's not good. I wonder how much that played in a factor. But this game here in Foxborough, it's going to be 33 degrees. A little bit chilly. That is going to be tough. But 
I guarantee you the Patriots have been practicing outside all week. Yeah. And it's I'm sure it's not just going to go from 50 to 30 like it does here in Missouri sometimes over there. So I'm sure they're kind of getting used to this right now. In Tennessee, it's a little bit back and forth. I'm sure they're going to roll in here and be like, golly, this is cold. And no players listed on the injury report for the Patriots. And you don't have Derrick Henry to continue to pound the rock and kind of just over time get the Patriots to make business decisions. You're going to have to rely on Tannehill. Can he do this? I don't really have confidence in right now. So I'm taking the Patriots as well. Yep, man. One place I do have confidence in is Miners and Monroe, and you should too. I, I went down a rabbit hole of their website yesterday. And it's so good, even so much better than I thought it was. Uh, you can get, like, watches, hats, wallets, belts, shoes, all that stuff. So many different, like, lotions, beard oils, tattoo balm, pretty much anything you need. is a great place to go uh, for Christmas. Tell your significant other to go to MindersInMonroe.com. Use the code MikeDup10. They ship all over the country, so that's not even an issue. Uh, if you are one of our local listeners, they're right there in Pittsburgh, Kansas. But definitely go check them out. They have some amazing products over at Miners and Monroe. Absolutely. Next up, we have Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions. All the accessories you want for your guns. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family. Gunspot.com. Wonderful. And some college football news. Uh, while we were recording, while we sat down, it came out that James Franklin is going to stay at Penn State, that they are working on a big contract extension for him. I think that's huge. I think that he was the first kind of domino in the coaching carousel. Mm -hmm. It was, what's he going to do? Is he going to go to USC? Is he going to stay at Penn State? Would LSU be interested? Now it's looking like he is going to stay at Penn State. So I do think that's huge. Uh, I think that puts schools like USC back on the market, really. Like, where do we go? Mm -hmm. I think that changes a lot for guys like Luke Fickle, who if you couldn't get James Franklin at USC, I think he becomes the favorite there now. Yeah. With the AD coming from Cincinnati, who hired Fickle at Cincinnati, that might be a really good spot for him. I don't know if he's like an L.A. guy, but I don't know if you need an L.A. guy. Like That, that school kind of recruits itself. So I don't know that you need like – Somebody in there that can talk to California kids when you have a Midwesterner. Like, that's probably overrated. But I do like Luke Fickle a lot. He would be probably, I think he will probably be the favorite to get that USC job. But I, I do think that it's interesting that James Franklin going to stay at Penn State. A lot of people um, back in September pretty much said, no, this is a shoe and deal. He's going to go to USC. Now, not so much. So, with this then, is Cincinnati pretty much just preparing for Fickle to be gone after this year too? I think somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. And I think Cincinnati's a good program, but I do think that they're a stepping stone job. Yeah. To like, okay, I'm going to go to a blue blood after this. Uh, yeah. You know, we've seen guys like Kelly there before who went on to take the Notre Dame job. They just don't have the resources yet that some of these other schools do. Like, they might eventually get there to where, like, oh, my God, they have updated their facilities. They can recruit nationally. Maybe they will. Uh, Brian Kelly and Luke Fickle both did a fantastic job there, but it's just not on par with those other jobs. Joining the Big 12, probably going to help, but if we're being honest, like, you're not joining the Big 12. You're just getting new teams uh, pretty equal to what the American Conference was. Yeah. You know, you're losing Texas and OU, so now instead of playing – Houston, now you get Baylor. It, it, so it's a it's an upgrade, but it's not like, oh, my God, we're in the Big 12 now. The yeah. Big 12 is going to be pretty irrelevant over the next couple of years. Which is going to be 
kind of stinky for them. But I mean, yeah, if you're if you're fickle and you get that opportunity at USC, it's going to be hard. To, you can't turn that down to stay at Cincinnati and go right. to the Big Twelve. No, where you're probably going to just continually compete in it and not just dominate. Unless yeah. he finds a way to just get another quarterback and continue this role there at Cincinnati and make some like some I did see that they signed like a three-star guy, but I don't. A lot of people were excited. Yeah. I also wonder, and um, with all these coaching changes, like when we were talking about Lincoln Riley, like oh he could take Caleb Williams with him. He could. I, I think that rumor kind of died off, but I wonder how many of these other guys are going to transfer as well. And one big name that we saw enter his name into the transfer portal yesterday was Eli Ricks. Uh, he's not being talked about as much as guys like Derek Stingley were or some of the other great LSU defensive backs. But even like Tyron Matthew was tweeting yesterday, like, oh, my God, my heart's broken for this one. He's a damn good corner. Mm-hmm. He's a sophomore. So he's got one more year until he's draft eligible. But he's going to be really good, and he can go wherever he wants. It used to be when these guys would say they're going to transfer, it's like, oh, he's going to have to sit a year. He can't go to a conference rival. All that shit's out the window. Yeah. So if you're Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, you can go get one of the best corners in the country and have him play immediately next year. And I think those are the three favorites to land him. But I also think, um, like I said, it's going to be crazy this year with the transfer portal. And when some of these coaches leave and they're like, hey, you want to come with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, it might be not that open of a conversation, but I think that when these coaches leave this year, we're going to see some good young players say, all right, I'm putting my name in the transfer portal. Could they, And they could join their, you know, their old coach, or they could go somewhere else. But I, I think with Eli Ricks, it's the per- perfect example. Mm-hmm. Coach O gets fired. And then he puts his name in the transfer portal. He's like, no, I'm actually good. I don't I don't <laughs> want to be part of the rebuild. I'm going to spend my last year of college football trying to chase a national championship. And I, I Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. Can't blame him for that one. Boy, if he goes to Georgia, though, that's just pretty much a lock for their defense next year to be just as good. And I think one thing with Georgia is that Kirby Smart did such a good job last year recruiting the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were a good player and you were in the transfer portal, it's like you were talking to Kirby Smart. Yeah, And so I, I do think that Georgia's got to be a favorite. I know I saw somebody tweeting yesterday that Ohio State, I think, was pretty close to getting him or maybe one of the coaches there. Uh, that Ohio State would be a favorite, and then obviously Alabama's Alabama. Yeah. And it, if they call, if they text, you're interested. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit, like, <laughs> I could go here. So with this, is it direct contact to the player? Or is, does the sure player have works. any representation? I in this? think they they enter the transfer portal and then that gives coaches permission to reach out and re-recruit them. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty direct. I, I don't know for sure, but I, I think it's pretty direct. And another thing that we're getting tonight is the college football playoff rankings, which last week it was like I don't care. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I barely even paid any attention to it. We all knew what was going to happen. This week is going to be different. Because Oregon lost. And it was a huge loss. So now you have to wonder, is a team like Cincinnati going to get in? I don't know. I, I, I know the top three for sure will be Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. The order might be different, but Georgia is going to be number one. And then as it stands right now, Ohio State and Alabama will be two and three. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't matter because two and three play each other. Yeah. So it's not like that matters at all. But number four is where it gets tricky. And if I'm predicting it, I think Michigan comes in at number four. Damn, that's what I was going to ask you. Because if you look at the AP Top 25 poll, it goes 
Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and then Michigan at six. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they, they kept Michigan at six or, or put Notre Dame ahead of Michigan. Yeah. I do think that part of it is it's publicity. Now you can market that Ohio State game as two versus four or three versus four. Yeah. As if it needs to be any bigger than it already <laughs> is. But it's happening on Saturday. And so that's why I think Michigan will come in at number four. But if you're Cincinnati, don't get pissed off about it. Maybe if you're Luke Fickle, be like, oh, yeah, we need to go take care of business, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. One of those teams is going to lose, and one of them is going to be out. Yeah. If you're Michigan or Ohio State, you're, you're not both staying in there. I don't care if it's like a you know, 32-33 win. One of you has got to drop out of the top four. Yeah, you can't have a two-loss a two lost team in there. And for Cincinnati, I do think things are setting up very nicely for them to get in. I think that they will win out, and Alabama and Georgia will eventually play each other in the SEC, mm-hmm. or one of them will be out after a weekend. So I think it's setting up very nicely for Cincinnati to get in there. My top four teams that I want in there are Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Cincinnati. I think those are the four best teams in the country. I don't know. Alabama's going to be tricky, though, because if they lose the SEC championship game, I don't know how how you can actually keep them in there. I don't know who you can put in over them either, though, because, I mean, everyone knows it's Alabama. And they, I know a lot of people hate Alabama. They are one of the four best teams in the country. Yeah. I don't care how many losses they have. <laughs> like, it's just kind of one of, yeah, you got snuck like, up Oh, you lost to Georgia? No, we're still really fucking good. Yeah, and that's the thing with Georgia is, at that point, like, yeah, you solidified number one if you win the SC Championship game, but if you lose it, do you stay number one, or does that move Alabama to one or Ohio State? If I think it would Ohio move. Ohio State wins out. I think that, like, to get these four teams that I really like in, that's the best scenario is that Georgia loses the SEC championship game. They get bumped down to number three. Alabama goes to one, and Ohio State stays at two. So then you get Ohio State and Georgia playing each other in the playoff, and Cincinnati and Alabama. Like, welcome to the big boy table. Yeah, that's going to be tough. <laughs> like, we let you in, and then you shit the bed. Yeah. You remember all those signs that people put up, and they're like, we want Bama? <laughs> You got them. Yep. <laughs> Have fun with that one. But I like Cincinnati. I think they can put up a good fight. And there are some amazing games on this weekend. Everybody gets super excited, like we talked about earlier, those NFL games that are on. Mm-hmm. There's college football games on, too, and they're probably <laughs> better than a lot of what you're seeing in the NFL. Like uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl is Thursday night. That game's probably going to be better than the NFL game. Right, that's a game. That might be a game I watch, actually. Mm-hmm. And as Texas fans, you, you, we used to get uh, Texas, Texas A&M on Thanksgiving weekend. I still miss that. On Black Friday, just so everyone remembers, I have a itch in my nose. Sorry about that one. <laughs> there are really good games on Black Friday. So don't let that sneak up on you because uh, there are. All day long, starting at 11, just like it would on a Saturday and running until late at night, you're going to get some good football games there. Uh, Arkansas and Missouri going to play Cincinnati playing on Friday, they play Eastern Carolina. That should be an easy win. But there are just a a couple of random games in there. I was telling you this yesterday. Kansas State plays Texas. Mm -hmm. I think Kansas State is going to win that game. And if KU finds a way to win this Saturday as well, Texas will finish dead last in the conference. That's how things are going to Texas. Kansas plays West Virginia. Who's also bad. So, like, it could happen. <clears throat> which would be just absolutely crazy. Um, Iowa and Nebraska is another game that happens on Friday. 
uh, fan favorite, Adrian Martinez. I saw he's not going to play in that game. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. Is he still considered a fan favorite? Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. (laughs) If he's a a fan favorite, it's like 51% like him. Yeah. I don't know what his approval rating is right now. Probably pretty low. Probably not good. (laughs) But um, Nebraska will start a new quarterback, so maybe we'll get to see a little preview of what could happen next year. Or maybe, you know, the backup will come in, he'll play really good in a bowl game, and then he'll break your heart next year when the team's not good. I've seen that before with some fan bases. Couldn't be mine. Couldn't Um, be, yeah, right there. And then Saturday, obviously, there's very good games. But the game that everybody is going to watch is Ohio State-Michigan. And you've been very excited about this game all week. Yes, sir. No, all year <laughs> since, what, week two when since Michigan was 2-0? and oh. Yep. Um, so I did want to preview this game, mention some of the other ones, but I'm super excited about this game. I don't think that Michigan has a chance in this one. As of right now, I mean, it's Tuesday. Maybe you're traveling, you're listening to this on Wednesday or Thursday. But this game on Friday, Ohio State is an eight-point favorite at Michigan I'm going to take them to cover the eight points. Watching them play against Michigan State, who played Michigan very closely, I don't think Michigan has a chance. (laughs) Now, I want to build up the game. I like the hype around it. I think we're going to see another blowout. Ohio State wins. Jim Harbaugh falls to 0-6 against Ohio State, and his name goes back on the hot seat. (laughs) So I'm not going to be an idiot. I'm going to pick Ohio State to win, but I am rooting through and through for Michigan. Why? I just I want to see Michigan do it. I've just had that <laughs> gut feeling all year that this is the year. Have you liked? How long have you liked college football? Like been interested like into it because I know not everybody is. Yeah, so I mean I've always like kept an eye on it growing up, but I've never been. I mean I'm I don't think I really still am. Like mm-hmm. I'm not like a well, through and like, through yeah. like diehard college yeah. football fan. Yeah, but, like I've always kind of paid attention to it. I'm just wondering, have you ever really like seen Michigan beat Ohio State? No, because it's been like oh, it's been five years since they've done it. <laughs> so let me see. Maybe that's part of the like rooting interest. It's like, well, I've never seen this happen before. <laughs> that would be cool. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, because that was uh, what was it? Robinson was the quarterback, Denard Robinson. Yes, so I do remember that because I could not understand why the hell he was the quarterback. Because I never felt like he threw the ball. He just ran everywhere. Oh, that was the Rich Rod days where they didn't throw the ball, Yeah, I believe. And so it was just like, how in the world no, are they doing this? Anyway, but, yeah. yes, I do remember watching him. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was on the cover of NCAA 14. He definitely was. That's how long ago it's been. <laughs> That's the reason why he was on the cover. But, I mean, I've been saying it for a very long time. I really like Ohio State. Uh, I wrote about them in the state of college football. C.J. Stroud is now the Heisman betting favorite he, over Bryce Young. And uh, the receivers that they have are fantastic. They're going to get Henderson back at running back, I believe. Uh, I do think that that was a situation where he just wasn't playing very much against Michigan State because he didn't need to be. Yeah. Like, if you roll up on an ankle, you know, tweak an ankle a little bit, you don't need to go back out there when the score is 42 to nothing. So getting those receivers – uh, the running backs back, there's a lot of them. I think Ohio State is just too much, but it is cool. Uh, you know, we have a couple friends that are going up for this game in Michigan. We've been to it at Ohio State before, but it is still on my bucket list to see it at Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm very excited about it. it. The weather on this one, 
23 degrees is the fucking high. No snow. Damn it, that's cold. It's going to be hard to throw the football. We talked about how cold it was when we were there. I don't know if like 35 and rain is colder than 23. I'm going to bet that it was. Just yeah. being so wet and it being 35 was terrible. The wind too just didn't stop. Yeah. And maybe this does play in in favor of Michigan. They're, uh, they're a little running. bit more of a run team. Ohio State is a little bit more of a you know deep passing team. Here's been my thing on with Michigan is that they can run the ball. They have some studs on defense, but they have a quarterback who's good enough to make the throw when it needs to be there. That's what yep. they haven't had within the last five years. But the thing with Ohio State is they have everything. <laughs> For I sure. do like um, game within a game is watching Aiden Hutchinson and their other pass rusher at Michigan against the Ohio State offensive line because yeah, the offensive line is very good. But those two pass rushers are like round one type guys. So we'll see what happens with that one. I do think Aiden Hutchinson can make a big difference in this game. But very excited about that one. So you're rooting for Michigan. Mm-hmm. You're taking Ohio State, though. Yep. I am rooting for Ohio State and also taking them to win. I just don't like Michigan. I've tried. I like Charles Woodson. I like some of their players, but I don't like Harbaugh, actually, is the problem. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not rooting for Harbaugh. Like, that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not just like, oh, I want Harbaugh to get a win. No. I want Michigan to do yeah. this. A couple other games. Uh, it's Alabama at Auburn is this Saturday, too. Um, I, I don't think that one will be close. Auburn has been pretty bad this year. And they're even down like Bo Nix is out for the year. But this is always a game that you have to watch. Like I hope Alabama doesn't overlook them. It's yeah. a Nick Saban-led team, as usual. So I don't think they will. But it's another game. Like That one's at 2.30, so I'll probably turn that one on after the Michigan-Ohio State game. Oregon, Oregon State plays at the same time. Like That's maybe another one that you could watch for. I'm kind of done with Oregon. I don't need to watch much more Oregon football yeah. this year. But then there's also Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, which I do think is still a huge game because the winner of the Big 12, I do think, is still in play for the playoff. And maybe it's hard to get these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids on board with like, hey, our season is still very much alive. But like we were talking about, Somebody's got to lose between Georgia and Alabama. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to lose between Michigan and Ohio State. I, I do think that it's still set up kind of nicely. Like if Oklahoma State comes out and destroys Oklahoma, they've still got a chance. Yeah. And then they're going to have, you know, a Big 12 championship game. They've still got a chance, I think, to get into the playoff. So that game at 630 Central Time will be another just great game to watch. A lot of good college football on here as we get into the end of November. Other great things happening in November are happening at Club 609. Go check them out. Uh, we've been talking about Wild Turkey Wednesday. If you're in the Joplin area, that's the spot to do it. Happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. I'm kind of talking myself in and out of doing the happy hour. We'll see what happens. Good chance I'm at 609. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe for the whole app. Were you looking at me as like, if, are we going to do it? But like, ducking out early. Like, I don't want to have a late, late night. Because for the f- one of the first times ever, I'm going to try to make a casserole for Thanksgiving. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> so, we'll see how late I'm out. But definitely, if I'm out, I'm in the job hunt area. It's how long does be it take to make, to, to, make, to make a casserole? Uh, it's an hour. It takes... 10 minutes of prep time is what they say. So I'm going to double that because it's going to take me 20. 
and then bake time is 50 minutes. So hour and 10 minutes-ish, hour 15. And uh, my family, we do lunch, so 11. 11, 11.30 is when I need to be in my hometown, which is 45 minutes away. So, like, if I'm going to do this, the thing is, I got to get up kind of early. Not early, but, like, I can't sleep in. I also have to get my daughters that day. So, a busy little morning. I'm going to try. I've already committed. Like, I told my mom I'm going to do it, so I think I have to do it. Can you go buy one? No, that's boring. Is it? Yeah. I want to make one. Hash brown casserole is what (laughs) I'm going with. It's it's super easy. What if you make it there, though? Is no, it too that, late? I feel like that's weird to do. Is it? I'm not going to show up to Mama Miller's kitchen and be like, hey, by the way, put this in there for an hour. She's going to kill you. Like, she's got enough shit going on. Yeah. She does, like, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, green beans, a whole fucking turkey, rolls. However, <laughs> the phenomenal lady that she is, they do serve meals in our community. Uh-huh. So she has, like... Another kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I might do it. <laughs> you can go prep it in the back. Exactly. And then show up like a... Exactly. Just arrived. Take the truck back around the block. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. But I got way, you. I'm going to try it. Uh, I'll update our listeners on how it is. I've never made a casserole before, but when I was married, my ex-mother-in-law made a hash brown casserole that I've missed, so I'm going to try to recreate it. <laughs> You thought about reaching? Nah, don't do that. Reach Have I thought about seat. reaching out and being like, "What's the recipe?" Yeah, I, I had a text typed up this morning. And I was like, "No, I'll just do it. I'll do it myself." <laughs> <laughs> Not that that relationship's bad. She's a great woman. She's very nice to me. Always has been. Uh, but I just, I think I'm going to do it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I've watched fair. enough YouTube videos. I've been on allrecipes.com, and it seems very easy. Allrecipes.com. That's a whole thing. Oh yeah, you don't know about that. Uh, I do a website that I do know about though is downtownloop.com mm, because uh, if it's I'm not in a Joplin, if, it's a matter of when. Yeah, that's gunspot.com. <laughs> Actually, let's give them another shout out as well. Thank you guys so much. But yes, downtownloop.com. Be sure to visit their website for their full list of services because they are more than just tires and lube. That is what they specialize in, though. Marketer and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out in the same business day. Gunspot, not gunspot. Excuse me, downtownloop.com. Also, gunspot. They're wonderful. Also, yeah. Uh, two back and forth, uh, back and forth, back to a little bit of sports before I probably get back into Thanksgiving. Cause I'm very excited. And this is our last day, mm-hmm. uh, this week. And then we'll come back strong on Monday, but we did see the LeBron James suspension come down. LeBron gets one game. Stewart only gets two games. I was actually pretty surprised. He only got two. Yeah. Like if you're going to suspend LeBron one, I feel like Stewart probably needed three or four. Especially because he came back onto the court mm-hmm. and made as big of a scene as he did. Yeah. I also don't know how much more we can kind of cover into this where, like, it's pretty evident Lamar punched this dude in the face. He was pissed. I guess Stewart didn't react to the way he wanted to. Didn't feel like he had enough pride in the way that he reacted. He throws himself and not throws. But I runs think a back lot of people are pretty, like, upset. that like, how can you suspend LeBron a game for this? I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. And, like, even I think it was intentional. I don't think he meant to, like, bloody his eye, but I think he meant to make contact with mm-hmm. him. He tried to apologize, but I do still think you got to be like, hey, <laughs> it's very obvious what you're doing. You get a game. I think that's 
fine. Yep. But I do think with Stewart, it's like watching his reaction, that should have been more than two games. A little childish. And I think they play each other again coming up pretty soon. So, like, LeBron will be suspended. He's not playing, I think, tonight. And Stewart will be suspended. So, he's not going to play over the next couple days. But I think they play each other, like, next week. So, we'll see. (laughs) Nice little burp into the mic there. (laughs) Uh, But we'll see what happens with that. Like, I don't know what you do. If if you're the coaches, are you like – Hey, are the officials, do you bring them together? You're like, no bullshit tonight. First sign of something sketchy, you're both gone. I'm yeah. tossing you. I'm sure there will be a warning pregame. Where it's like, this is your warning right now. If anything happens, you're gone. Yeah. And then another thing going on in baseball, which is interesting, the Hall of Fame ballots kind of came out. Uh, players that are on there for the first time are David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez are the two big names. I don't think that either one of them belong in the Hall of Fame. I think that Alex Rodriguez's numbers belong in the Hall of Fame. He got popped for steroids. Like He actually tested positive. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's a debate. If you're not letting uh, some of these other guys in, I don't see how you could vote for A-Rod and let him in. David Ortiz, I like him. I think he's a huge personality. I think a lot of people really love him. I think it's hard for a designated hitter to get into the Hall of Fame. And when you look at his numbers, like – They're pretty good. He is in the 500 home run club, but he is only a DH. He didn't play much in the field, so I don't know that I would put him in there. He's had some big moments in the playoffs and in the World Series. He's a career 286 hitter, so I don't know. For me, I probably wouldn't put him in, but I'm a – it's the Hall of Fame guy. Mm -hmm. It's not the Hall of Very Good. And then a couple (laughs) other guys on the ballot for the very last time, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling, this is their last opportunity to get in. And I don't think that it's going to happen. I, they got pretty close last year, but I still think that there are a lot of baseball writers that are not going to vote them into the Hall of Fame. I don't, like with Kurt Schilling, he's another guy. I don't think he really deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And then with Clemens and Bonds, I think they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, did I mean, they use steroids? Like, yeah, we all know they did. But I think they are also outstanding before it. Uh, yeah, they kind of cheated a little bit. But I'm very pro, like, that whole era cheated. So, like, yeah. even for Barry Bonds, like, yeah, he's crushing home runs. But the pitchers he was hitting them off of were also using steroids. Mm-hmm. For Roger Clemens, he was striking out people. He was using steroids. But so were the hitters. So I, I'm all in favor for, like, the asterisks or put them in a different hall put them in a different room, but I do think those two guys specifically deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So with the MLB, I didn't know that you could like run out of opportunities to get in. I think you get 10. Uh, really? 10 years, or if you don't get a high enough percentage of a vote, you're just gone, and they don't vote for you anymore. So some of these other guys that are eligible, I don't even remember who, because there's really, like this year there's two guys mm-hmm. that are up for even debate. Uh, but some of the other guys that have retired, it's like, okay, you you only get 16% of the vote, so you're off the ballot. Yeah. And then you're done for, which I do kind of like. It's like, why do we need to talk about you every year? You're clearly not a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Uh, but with guys like Schilling, Clemens, and Bonds, they've been getting enough of the vote that they've stayed on the ballot every year for 10 years. And I, I don't know. There, there's almost going to have to be like some sort of a, a movement. Be like, hey, we're getting to you like a collusion on, yeah, we're putting Bonds in this yeah. year. He, we all know he When do we officially is a Hall know? Of Famer. I don't remember when they vote. It just came out yesterday who was okay. 
uh, going to be on. But I, I do think that it's interesting. I know a lot of people talk about it. And Twitter is sometimes like an echo chamber. And it's a lot of group think. But I, I mean, even go look at the people who tweet about Barry Bonds. I don't know many people that are like, no, I, I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And maybe that's a generational thing. You're getting a lot of the old baseball traditionalists that vote on this. They don't want a guy like Barry Bonds in. And honestly, like, it's not the end of the world, but I'm the guy's one of the greatest home run hitters of all time. Yeah, he used steroids. He was still very good. So I think put him in the Hall of Fame. I think we kind of think maybe a little too highly of the Hall of Fame sometimes, too, because it's a um, it, it's just a, a place to go and look at great baseball players. Yeah. So put Barry Bonds in there and then also tell the story of, like, oh, yeah, by the way, he was juicing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hardcore. Like, that's just part of it. Like. Mm-hmm. But you're still really good. You're just going to ignore an entire era of baseball and be like, no, don't talk about these guys ever again. Well, they were really good. <laughs> and we're still going to talk about them. So you might as well. It's a museum for baseball. You yeah. might as well put them in the Hall of Fame. Let them have their chance. And that's where I stand on it. I don't know if you have strong feelings towards like Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens, but I, I think I, they're both I, Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, you're good at baseball. You made it entertaining to watch. You kept a lot of people interested in it. Broke some records. Yeah, you belong in the Hall of Fame. I never got to see Barry Bonds play, but I watched Roger Clemens play, and it was uh, some of his latter years. So you didn't years. watch Barry Bonds play? I never got to see him play in person. I mean, Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, seen like I've watched him play. Hundreds of his games, yeah. but I never got to see him play in person. That's one of my things, or it used to be with baseball, is that I always wanted to say, like, yeah, I saw that guy play. Yeah. In person. Mm-hmm. Now there's only, like, a couple guys like, left. Like, I feel like I, I can... To- I feel like I've been able to say that about, you know, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, some names like that, Albert mm-hmm. Pujols. Like, that's pretty cool for me to be able to say. So, Yeah. The, the, now the ones are like Fernando Tatis would be on my list. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be great. Um, Vlad Jr., maybe. It's a guy that I want to see that he's been very good. Other than that, I've seen just about everyone that I want to see. Seen Harper play, seen Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I haven't got to see Juan. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. is the one that I want to see. Who did we watch actually? When we, did did I get to see one when we went to Kansas City at the beginning of the year? Who'd they play? It wasn't the Nationals. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. Shoot. I don't remember either. Got to see Mike Trout play in the playoffs. He went like 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that was another time that I saw him play. I've seen him play a couple times because they're in the AL. It's so yeah. hard to get those NL teams though. Yeah. And I don't like to go to St. Louis, so <laughs> I don't do that. Like, it's if the Braves bad. come to Kansas City, I like to go up for that game. And so I was able to see Freddie Freeman play before, but that was before Acuna was there. Yeah. But there's just, like, a running list in my head of, like, okay, I need to make sure I see that guy. I remember going to see A-Rod play when he was with the Yankees, crushing home runs, and Clemens pitched that day. And it was a fantastic day uh, to watch baseball. Because A-Rod hit one of the furthest home runs I've ever seen. And then Clemens at the time was like, every pitch was 98 miles per hour. You're like, holy shit, he's 40 years old. How is he doing this? Oh, it's actually, it's steroids. Steroids. Yeah, and same with Alex Rodriguez. It's like, how is he hitting these home runs? Oh, yeah, he's on steroids. (laughs) But it's fun. And that's what's great about baseball. But as I said, we'll be off this week. Last show of the week, but uh, kind of a longer show today. I think this was... It almost feels like an hour and a half. Yeah, it might be. So this will be a good holdover for everyone because we will not have a show on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. But we will be back on Monday breaking down 
everything that happens uh, from now until then. And as always, go visit our great sponsor at Roper Kia. Mention us here at Miked Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. All you have to do is tell Miked Up sent you. And also, don't forget about that call-in app. We're working through uh, some of that, trying to get it going, and we hopefully we will soon. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, for me, it's at Mellow. For Big Country, it's at underscore Big Country. I knew it. And at Miked Up 101. Nope, not anymore. At Miked Up. Bingo. Got that thing changed. And look forward to those announcements. But definitely go download that call-in app. C-A-L-L-I-N. You can follow Miked Up on there. You can follow me and Big Country on there as well. But like I said, thank you guys. Very thankful for all of you, all of our listeners. We will be back on Monday. 